There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the do I. Hello and welcome to the Power Chord Hour podcast, episode 133. Thanks for checking it out. As always, I am your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. I know we have been slacking a little bit on this show in February, but we are back with the February 2023 rundown of the podcast. We are very quiet on the uh, podcast front. I mean, I honestly, I, uh, I kind of forgot. I knew we had done it for a couple weeks, but uh, literally before I hit record here, I was just uh, double-checking what episode this would be. And uh, realized our last episode was a January rundown. So, I mean, we, uh, we've we definitely been a little radio silent here on the podcast. Now, funny enough, on the radio show, no. we've uh, I've had an episode every week over there. But it's been, uh, it's just more of the guest thing. I really haven't had any guests this month. So, uh, you know, not a, not a whole lot for, you know, doing the podcast besides like doing the monthly rundown. I uh, didn't have a whole lot to come on here and do, won't lie. So, you know, we uh, did quite a bit on the radio show just playing music and kind of doing the... Uh, classic radio episodes but yeah very quiet on here my apologies that will change in march we're getting uh things are ramping back up i have a i have a few guests booked and uh just yesterday actually like exactly like 24 hours ago i'm recording this right now at 5 p.m and uh on saturday and yesterday at 5 p.m on friday i did a uh first interview in a while there since i haven't leo from reminders on i do interviews weekly at uh, work uh, for my other radio shows, but I mean, for the Power Chord Hour, it had uh, been a little while. Uh, whenever Leo from Reminders, I forget when we did that interview. I mean, it was in January, but like, I don't know, like maybe mid-January. So like, it might have been a good month in between uh, this one and the one with Leo. But uh, I talked to an absolute legend yesterday, uh, Brian Brannon of uh, JFA. I mean, one of one of the like originators of skate punk, like one of one of the best to do it, one of the first ones to really do it, you know. It's funny too, and I mean you'll you'll hear all this when it comes out, which will be next month. Our next episode will uh or the next one you hear after this will be with Brian. But like it's so cool to talk to someone like him where like I don't know, for me, punk rock and skateboarding are always they just go hand in hand. I mean, I can't skateboard to save my life, but it's like I would say the music and culture, you know, they're very much entwined. You know, like like there's I don't know so much nowadays, but I think there was a time where you know, including in the culture of that, where like, if you met someone who skateboarded, you could just assume they listened to like punk rock, you know, like nowadays it's very mainstream, you know, just because you skateboard doesn't mean you listen to punk and stuff. But I think there really was a time, including in this country where like, I mean, again, like in the eighties where it's like, if you skateboarded, that also meant you listen to like JFA or the circle jerks or the descendants and stuff or black flag or whatever. Like, you know, it was just a given, you know, I mean, and we kind of talked about that too. I mean, not even in a like in a bad way, but just him watching it change over the years where like, and I kind of talked about this with Greg Graffin uh, a couple months back, which is funny because uh, he told me, uh, Brian was telling me a great story, JFA playing with Bad Brains and Bad Religion. I can't, re- there was another band they played with too, and I wasn't familiar with that band, but it was a four bill show in JFA, Bad Brains and Bad Religion. He's just like, he was telling me about it. He's like, there were shows back then where you wouldn't even think about it. It's just like, oh, it's just normal where you look back now and you go, people don't even believe some of those lineups exist. But uh, he had a great story about that and stuff. But I was talking with Greg Graffin about that when I interviewed him. And it's like, you know, these guys remember punk rock when it wasn't, uh, you know, on the radio. It wasn't mainstream. There wasn't, you know, I mean, there may be fanzines, maybe college radio would like play it and stuff. But like you really weren't hearing, you know, like Green Day on the radio and stuff like that. Like that didn't exist. You know what I mean? There weren't Blink-182s in 1981. Like that didn't exist. And, uh, you know, they remember getting your ass kicked for listening to punk and, you know, punk just not being cool and stuff. I mean, he was, he, again, like, I can't wait for you to hear this. Cause it was like, he had me cracking up for like an hour. Like it was so much fun talking to him. Cause this guy just, I mean, JFA has been a band since 1981. He, uh, that band started, he was like 14, which really kind of like Tommy Stinson, Tommy Stinson, I think was like 12, 11 or 12 when the replacement started. Um, and like, I mean, you know, Brian, not much older. So, I mean, he's been doing it now ever since, you know, I mean, they've been, they've been pretty like, you know, like consistent throughout the years. Like, I don't think there was really a time where like JFA ever really broke up, like from 81 to now, like, I mean, they've been doing stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I had so much fun talking to him, but yeah, about like punk rock and skateboarding, how like back in the day, it's like, was not cool. You know what I mean? Was not, was not looked at as cool. Was not a mainstream thing. Like it, it very much like 
was something underground. It's really cool to talk to someone about that because, you know, just the perspective. And I was, I was born in 1992. So, like, you know, I, I grew up with, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you know, that soundtrack. And, like, you know, just I, I feel like skateboarding really wasn't – it was maybe still rebellious to a – you know, rebellious to a to a kid, you know, through those lenses – I don't, I don't know that in the early, you know, and I'm talking maybe now like mid nineties, early two thousands, I think at that point, maybe through the lens of a kid, it looked more rebellious. But even by then, I think that was a, you know, sport where people could make millions off endorsements. And, you know, a lot of those bands were on those soundtracks were, you know, had gold and platinum records and stuff. So like, you know, still a subculture in a way, but like not, not so underground. But, you know, again, like there was a time where definitely was, you know, there definitely like, you know, no one gives a shit if you like punk rock now. Like it's really not that dangerous or rebellious, you know, walking down the street with a mohawk. This is another thing I talked about with Brian, you know, and uh, just really interesting for someone who's gotten to watch it go up and down and fluctuate throughout the years. But it's like, you know, there's a time where like, yeah, you know, you get your ass kicked for like having a mohawk and, you know, a spiked jean, you know, vest or whatever, like walking down the street. But it's like, now it's like, I don't think anyone really cares. I don't really know. People may, I don't even know that a lot of people even take a second look at you. Like it's kind of normal, you know, like same with tattoos and stuff. Like it's not the same of, uh, you know, it's just not, it doesn't have the same danger attached to it. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not really saying that good or bad. It's just looking at, you know, I just think it's fact that if you look at it culturally, you know, we definitely, I think, look at like punks and skateboarders and stuff now is something totally different than uh, when Brian was one, you know, back in high school. But uh, even just shit like that, he had great stories about getting harassed by the police, you know, jocks beating him up, like just really that classic, like it's the stuff you hear about, but like talking to someone and then being really like, oh no, it was like that. Like I, I, I really enjoy it, but he was, he was having me, I was laughing for like an hour. Like the stories were so good. Like he was so fun. He was animated, really good dude. They have a record coming out in May called uh, Last Ride. And he was, I haven't heard, they haven't released any music yet. But um, he was like talking about it and stuff and like really like the way he was describing the songs and the music. I'm really excited for it. But, uh, you know, I, I love those dudes who've been at it for a while where it's like, you know, because because sometimes it's like, you know, when you talk to someone, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with JFA and stuff. And I know Brian, I don't know personally, but I know who Brian is and everything. But like, you know, if you're if you're talking to someone and there's not a lot of music out, or they're kind of new to music and you're interviewing about a band, and you don't know a lot about them you know, you try to figure out those questions a little more and you try to like go, okay, where do we do take this conversation? Like with someone like Brian, I mean, it, there, it was almost just effortless. It's like, you could just, you know, we could talk about, I could just bring up one thing and then who knows where we go from there. There's so many places to go, you know, and there's so many eras and different things. And I mean, getting to talk about like, you know, cause like you think of Southern California when you think of like skate punk and stuff, but like obviously Arizona's not too far away. And, uh, you know, I never, I admittingly don't think of like Phoenix, Arizona so much. And, you know, thinking of what the punk music seemed to be like back then, I forget the meat men or the meat puppets were from, uh, you know, were from there. So it's like, you know, just, just different, uh, things like that where it's like, oh wow. Yeah. Like I didn't realize I had a scene or didn't even not realize, but just go, I didn't know if there was or wasn't. And I guess I would assume there wasn't, but talking to him, you know, learning all this stuff really, really cool. So I'm looking forward for, uh, all of you to hear that again, they'll be out next week on the podcast and radio show and uh, we'll get it out there. I have a couple others uh, in the kind of written down in the books right now for some uh, more guests coming up. So, you know, February, February is a quiet month. I mean, I, and you know, look, I, I try to be idea in an ideal world. I never miss a week. Like I, I love doing this show. I don't like missing a week of it, but uh, yeah, with guests that just kept, uh, Kind of, you know, I had a couple, then it, then they, you know, we had to reschedule, things didn't work out. And then eventually, you know, just getting busy with life and stuff. So it was like, you got to a point where like, you know, the next week is coming and I don't have a guest yet. You know, it's Thursday. I try to put these out on like Monday and, uh, you know, that's, you're probably not going to get, get a guest in between, but I think we're pretty good from here on out. So hopefully we will continue with the guests coming up, but Brian's going to be a good one. I got to tell you, that's going to be a really, really fun one. He, uh, he was so, he was so cool. It kind of, you know, it, it's funny because I talked about it. You had, we had Maddie and Leo on in uh, January who, uh, you know, I've had both of them on in the past. So, I mean, you know, we kind of already know each other. It's kind of talking to like an old friend or something. But like with uh, Brian, I never met him before, but just we kind of kicked it off and it kind of had that same vibe where it was like, you know, kind of more of a conversation than an interview. I mean, we got into things, but it was more of, you know, I kind of asked him a question. He tells a great story, you know, answers it, but tells a great story and stuff and 
you know, just really just kind of just kind of bullshitting and laughing and and just really a fun time, you know, which which is nice because you go into those and it's like, you know, JFA are legends. So I'm going in I'm like, oh, man, like I, you know, I, I have high regard for this guy, respect for him. And, uh, you know, and you go and I still have respect for him, but you go in and it's like, oh, yeah, like, you just talk to him like he's going to be chill. Like we can just bullshit. He's just like, yeah, man, like let's set up like how do you know, like does, does this work? Is this a good, you know, setup? Like what you've been listening to lately, this and that. It was, you know, it was great. It kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, cool, calms your nerves a little bit. You know, I definitely that's something I don't think ever really goes away. I think I'm less nervous now about doing interviews than I used to be, but uh, I don't think it ever goes away entirely. But it also depends the person too. I mean, there's also just people where you're gonna be nervous interviewing them. You know, I mean, there's there's people who, you know, again, like holding in high regards or something. Where I just go, I mean, my God, you know, if I hear if you hear me referring to someone as like a punk rock legend in an interview, I was probably a little, you know, pretty little, maybe a little nervous to, uh, you know, talk to them. But uh, no one's really been. I, I've said this too, not to like jinx myself, but like no one's really been an ass who's been on. I really can't. I have to genuinely tell you. Don't think I've ever had a guest on who was like unbearable, who I'd never like talk to again. Like no one, no one has ever like, you know what I mean? No one ever left a bad taste in my mouth where I could be like, you know, giving you dirt on someone and go, yeah, you know, that one guy was a real fucking asshole. Like I really, to be honest, and uh, you know, this month was our seventh anniversary of uh, February 19th, uh, 2016, first broadcast. So February 19th marks seven years of the power court hour. And, you know, I've been doing interviews since 2016 and, uh, yeah, really. I mean, some people are cooler than others. And I mean, some people I've stayed in contact with some people, you know, did a 20, 30 minute interview. I never talked to again in five years, like things like that. But like, you know, no one, no one was really like, you know, at least for me personally, you know, like, yeah, like everyone was pretty rad. So I've been lucky because that doesn't always happen. Like legit doesn't always happen. But uh, even on my other shows, I've been pretty lucky. No one who, uh, and same thing, I guess there are other people who are maybe easier to interview than others or better interviews or, you know, or more fun to talk to afterwards, you know, I mean, because there is that, I think, I think also some people can put it on for, you know, being on the microphone and then what they're like during the interview versus after is a little different and not even in a candid way, because sometimes you're a little more candid, you know, obviously before or after, I don't think that's weird, you know, if you're a little more maybe on guard sounds bad, but like, you know, you're a little, you sound a little more professional or, you know, being a certain way while you're on the mic versus when it's off and we're just kind of bullshitting afterwards. And you know me a little better after we've talked for like an hour, you know, but uh, yeah, everyone, everyone's been pretty rad, but that's definitely stuff I've been thinking about this month too. Cause I mean, you know, funny enough too, with the podcast, uh, you know, as I'm saying, we really were pretty quiet this month, but uh, on the radio show, just, yeah, thinking of seven years of the show, it's crazy. More than that, though, I mean, because, you know, seven, seven's not really like a landmark year or anything or a milestone. It's more that I go, holy shit, three years will be ten. Like, that's crazy. And then thinking in just ways, too, of like, well, I was 23 when I started. I was still in college. Then so you have things like, there we go. Like, so when I turn, like, I, I did a lot around that time, too. So, like, when this show turns ten, that's around the time I graduated college. That's the time I went cross-country for the first time. So, like... There's all these things that I've done in my life that'll be turning 10 kind of at the same time where it's like, oh, fuck, I feel old, <laughs> you know, kind of in a, but I, I, I have the weirdest thing with that too. There's times where I feel old, but I don't think that people who are older than me are old. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like, like actually like today is John Doe's birthday, the day, at least when I record this, I don't know if you're listening to him, maybe it's not his birthday, but uh, if it's February 25th, it is and a happy birthday to the legend. I mean, he is another, another one of, I mean, getting to do the show last seven years, one of the biggest highlights, you know, talk to John Doe, but like I, John Doe doesn't strut. Like, I don't think of him as like, you know, a really like old person. I also go like, wow, he's so prolific and had done so much in his life. Like, I don't, I don't think of, you know, people in that way or that like people, particularly age. Cause some people have problems with that where they like, don't want their like favorite musicians to age. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I think that's just, you might like a certain era better, but it's like, I don't know as long as they're still putting out good music, I don't give a shit if you get old. Like that's just what happens. Like you're older longer than you're young. So it's like, I don't know. It's always a weird one to me. It's like, as long as it's good. I mean, if you, if you get old and the music's not good anymore, then okay. But you have like someone like John Doe, who's like putting out some of his best stuff and he just turned 70. Like, I mean, we should all hope we can be John Doe when we're 70, you know, but like, uh, yeah, just, just stuff like, uh, like that, like, like, I won't think of other people as like, wow, like you're, you know, you've been, you've been doing it. I might think you've been doing it so long and stuff like that. But even talking to Brian yesterday, like, you know, Brian's been at it since 1981, 
but like I don't I'm not like oh man like this old you know I think he's been doing it a long time but I don't think he's like old now me I've been doing this show for seven years I feel old as fuck you know now none of that probably makes sense but that's a little like insight to my <laughs> to my fucked up thinking I guess but uh yeah seven seven years radio show was fun I played a bunch of different uh parts of uh, interviews but I ran you know even with three hours I ran out of time I, I guess I forget how long my interviews go because like I actually I had to cut some I was gonna play some uh, I was actually like the last interview I was gonna do if you're listening to the radio show because in the second hour I was talking about I'd play some of my uh, interview with Victor DiLorenzo and uh, just for the sake of time we never even got to it I ran I ran out of time so I couldn't even air it but I, I think I did air like like uh, maybe like six interviews. I think I think in the three hours, like six interviews, played a bunch of music and stuff. But yeah, I ended up cutting. And then there were a couple others. Like I can't even remember. I don't think I played Black Dahlia's, and I was originally going to play a little bit of his, and didn't get to that. So there were a bunch that got cut out. I mean, it was still very hard. There's there's a lot in the uh, interview archive. There are tons. But even last year, I mean, I really noticing too how many I did last year when it's like I'm I'm, I'm thinking of the ones to air, and I'm like, wow, like shit some of the best ones were just last year so uh so that's the other thing you know i i feel like i'm slacking right now we've had good interviews this year just not many of them so we gotta get back to that you know i guess that's on me not us me i'm i'm the one who's uh in charge of booking those so again apologies for the uh, quiet february definitely was not what i uh wanted to do but that is what we did but again i was still busy it's not like i wasn't at work and stuff i was still uh you know producing two other or three radio shows with the power cord hour you know producing those and doing the behind the scenes stuff and all that i uh i can't remember exactly when it was so maybe i talked about it on the last one a little but uh you know with putting a show together i think i am getting closer to it here in town so i might actually try my hand at uh, booking a show i already know the band's and uh, I think I know the venue. It's more of just figuring that you're discussing it now, I guess. But uh, yeah, that might that might happen here coming up, which would be a very fun thing in the spring or summer. And uh, you know, it, and it's something I've thought of for a very long time. Maybe not. I was gonna say even before doing the radio show, but I don't think that's true. Probably probably somewhere in the last like I don't know four or five years, I've kind of thought about it. But uh, I mean, it's definitely not like something I like you know, was like nine years old going, God damn, I hope one day I can book like $5 punk shows that I, that I can maybe break even on. You know, I don't, I don't think there was ever a dream in that sense, but it's something I would like to try my hand at. So I, you know, if you're, if you're around here, trust me, I'll promote the hell out of it, but uh, you will know about it and uh, I'll be excited about it. And hopefully you'll be excited about it too. But you know, we'll get to that when we get to that. I can't believe March is already, that's the other thing is I've, I've, and that's the other thing I need to, I really need to get in motion. Cause I was thinking about that yesterday where like, I went back in December going, this is a good time to, to try booking a show now for like the, you know, like late, late, uh, really kind of March, actually March or April. Like in December, I was thinking that cause I'm like, Oh, I'll get an early start on it. Now it's February going to March. And I, I have not, I, uh, I, I guess I have the concept and the bands and everything, but uh, putting it all in motion. So feel free to uh, get on my ass about that too. Tell me, tell me to uh, kind of get going with that. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have that show booked yet. But I do have a couple shows I'm excited for in uh, March. I, I might have more on the plate. But uh, right now, I'm looking forward to uh, going to see White Reaper in Cleveland, and then go see the big old tour package of Hawthorne Heights, Armor for Sleep, and uh, Spitalfield in Buffalo. And uh, I'm still they're they're playing uh, three days real close to me Buffalo, and then Cleveland and Pittsburgh, which I'm I'm kind of tempted to go all three, but I think it would work. And also just uh, you know financially, I don't know that I should. Uh, I don't know that's a responsible thing to do right now. But uh, yeah, I I think it would be fun to go see them uh, three days in a row. That would uh, like like I used to back in the college days when I when I could go do things like that a little more. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to those shows next month. But uh, yeah, what else? I feel, I don't know, kind of, uh, you know, again, I, I feel like I was working and kind of busy with just some like life bullshit in February, but like nothing too crazy fun, like nothing, uh, not a whole lot to like report back, you know, not not anything too wild. So uh, yeah, that was kind of, that was my uh, February, but I, w- I will say though, since I guess I really wasn't on here for that seventh anniversary, you know, even though it was for the radio show, I mean, that's the power cord hour. I mean, the power cord hour started as a radio show, it's still a radio show, so you know, it, techni- technically the podcast didn't start that month, but still, you know, all a part of it. So, I mean, you know, also to all of you, even if you haven't, if you've never listened to the radio show, though, you should, um, you know, I like guilting people. That's really how I get people to listen. It's not because this is quality content. It's because they feel obligated. And I think that's the thing is if you, which you lack in talent, 
you should uh, make up for it in guilting people. So that's kind of what I do here. And, uh, you know, I hope I make you feel like a piece of shit for not listening to my radio show. But, uh, yeah, you know, thank you. You'd be able to listen to the radio show before. Like, genuinely, thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, very, very fun to be doing it for seven years. And, uh, you know, I always get kind of retrospective this month thinking back every year. I mean, like clockwork, you know, I, obviously on a milestone years more. Like, I'm sure I'm sure 10 will hit me harder than seven. But still, even even for our seventh anniversary, definitely thinking about it all. And uh, I appreciate it. You know, this is always really, really fun. Even just this one, just getting on the microphone and kind of bullshitting with you for, you know, a little while. It's, it's always a good time. But especially the guests. I got to say, that is... That is, uh, you know, having having people on and, and talking to people like Brian Brandon or like John Doe or, uh, you know, any of them or Leo and Maddie, you know, like it's a uh, it's one of the perks of this for sure. They're one of the biggest perks. But uh, yeah, let's get into some new music. We'll keep this one kind of brief, but uh, there is some good music that did come out this month and uh, one that just came out yesterday. And uh, I was looking forward to it ever since they announced the EP and we'll play the song for you in a second. But uh, Midtown, they put out a new, now it's a cover, but they're putting out an all covers EP, which will, the title explains it perfectly. It is, it is one of the greatest titles. The uh, EP is called We're Too Old to Write New Songs. So here's some songs we didn't write. That's coming out May 26th, but the first one is uh, Legwagon's Know It All. And uh, I think there's four, I want to say there's four tracks on the EP. So three more coming and uh, I'm looking forward to it, but they did an amazing job on this. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like Midtown, man. I mean, I, I know it's Midtown, but it's like, it sounds like fucking Midtown. It's, it's really, really good. So we'll play that for you here in a second. And I would love to get Robin Heath back on to uh, talk that new EP. I think I'll probably be reaching out here. You know, that one comes out in May, so I'll probably be reaching out here in the future, see if we can't get him on. The Damned, they just, you know, more punk rock legends. They just put out a new single called The Invisible Man. They have a new record coming out, Dark Adelic, coming out April 28th. There's a lot of singles this month, like more than full lengths. There's a lot of people putting out uh, singles for albums that are coming out either next month or like April, you know, like the next like three months. But a new record that did come out this month, and uh, I'm happy for the band because, you know, following, I follow them online, but also just with Asian Man Records following the whole just vinyl delay debacle and all that. But the Abrupters, they finally got their album out, noticeably cheerless. And uh, I know they've been waiting to get that out for a while. And a couple other Asian Man releases, too. It, it was taking a while to get those out. So very happy for them to finally get that out. It's really good music as well. And uh, they're, they're, I don't know what he plays in it. Their horn player is actually from down here in Jamestown, which is uh, cool. Because, again, that Asian Man, the band's great. And also that Asian Man Records connection's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, we got, you know, just like a little, even if it's just a little one, like a little Asian Man connection to Jamestown is uh, fucking sick. But, uh, yeah, more new music, Fake Names, which uh, features Dennis from Refused and Brian Baker of, I mean, all the best punk rock bands of all time. Um, that is their band, Fake Names, and they just put out a new single called Can't Take It. They have a new album coming out, I think in, should be coming out like May, I believe. He's another one I would love to have Brian. Maybe after, so we had Greg Graffin on, maybe I can somehow use that as leverage and get uh, and get him on. Because actually, I've heard I've heard Brian Baker on quite a few podcasts, and he's actually a really good guest. Not even actually, I say it like it'd be surprising, but he's a, he's a really good guest. And I know uh, over on Talking Records, I think it was the last time I was, great podcast, you never listened to that. Uh, shout out talking records podcast really good and jed's a good dude but uh he had a good interview with uh brian baker a while back about the uh gray race i think was the album they talked about but uh yeah he's a really he's a good guest on podcast so i'd love to have him on and uh, talk some fake names sam i am they just put out a new single called uh monterey canyon and uh their new album stowaway will be out march 31st i will play that song for you here in a second really good stuff the Bouncing Souls, they got more more legends, and actually both of them are uh, on Pure Noise Records now, and uh, they have a new single out, Shannon Song. They have another, they have a new record coming out as well, Ten Stories High. That will be out on March twenty fourth, and they're doing a tour with Sam I Am. And uh, I forget, I don't have the list in front of me, but uh, Sam I Am is not the only band on that tour, and that like lineup's really sick. I want to say the Last Gang might, I I could be totally wrong. I want to say the Last Gang might be on that tour. And I can't remember who else, but there's a couple really, really good bands on that Bouncing Souls tour. And I know they're playing up in Cleveland and maybe even Buffalo. So uh, I will probably be at that. I got to look at the dates, but I shall probably be at that show when they come near me. Dave Haas, he has a new one, Damn Personal. That is a single, like I said, a single off another new album coming up, Drive Like It's Stolen, coming out April 28th. 
Uh, Maddie Grace, friend of the show, she was just on last month. Uh, she just put out a great one. She is good with the with her song titles are great. I, I think I told her this, but uh, there she has a new single out, Napathy and Exhaustion. And uh, if you listen to our interview, she has basically new music coming out like every month for the next, probably really for the rest of the year, but at least confirmed through like the summer. I think she, I think we figured out she had releases coming out once a month through like June. But that also was just was what was uh, confirmed. She's still writing music and knew there's stuff coming in fall and stuff. So, like, probably almost something every month, which is, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a fan, and why wouldn't you be? She uh, has lots of good music coming. But new one right there, Napathy and Exhaustion. Warriors, they put out a new single, Prepared to Forget. They got a new album coming out, Warm Blanket, on April 7th. Grade 2, they just put out a great new self-titled record called Grade 2. Really, really good stuff. You know, they're, uh, they're, I've not interviewed them, but Leo from Reminders is buddies with them. And uh, he does that transatlantics with a couple of them. And, uh, yeah, I, I was telling him the other day how uh, really, really good that record is, how much I love it. But, uh, yeah, those guys, those guys really know how to write a, a song. They're, they're well worth your time to check out. Bayside, they put out a new single, How to Ruin Everything. They have a new EP called The Blue EP coming out March 17th. And, uh, versus the world, I have been waiting for a follow-up from their last record since 2015. So I was very happy they just put out a new single like a week ago. Uh, or actually, not even a week ago. I think like a day or two ago uh, since I recorded this. But Homesick, Homesick. This is their new single. And uh, their new album's coming, The Bastards Live Forever, May 26th. I'm re- Again, I've, I'm not even kidding. I've been, I have been anticipating this album longer than I've been doing this show. I've been waiting for another, for a follow-up to that since before I even started doing the Power Chord Hour. So uh, we got to play this, right? So uh, opening up this block of music is Versus the World with Homesick, Homesick, right here on the February 2023 rundown of the Power Chord Hour podcast.
the february 2023 rundown of the power court hour podcast that was sam i am with monterey canyon the uh i guess first single off their upcoming record stowaway they'll be out march 31st before that midtown cannot believe we got something new from them a great cover of Lagwagon's know it all that will be on their ep we're too old to write new songs so here's some songs we didn't write out may 26th and opening up that block of music uh, that was Versus the World with Homesick, Homesick, the uh, first single off their upcoming record, The Bastards Live Forever, also coming out May 26th. That is going to be a very good release day. And uh, who knows, maybe we will uh, maybe we'll hear or yeah, hear some of the uh, musicians who played or who play. It's weird. What I'm trying to say, and I'm wording extremely weird, is maybe we will get some guests on this show from said bands there. That would be very cool. Obviously, we've had... Uh, Midtown on already, Heath and uh, Rob, but would love to have them back on. And uh, again, I, like I said, I've been waiting for a new Versus the World record since 2015. So would, lo- would love to have Donald Spence on or uh, really any of those dudes. But yeah, who knows? We will uh, see down the line. But uh, yeah, let's get into a little music news. Pooza Fest announced their first wave of bands that will be playing. They also announced their dates. It'll be May 19th, 20th, and the 21st in Montreal. 
This year, they have announced the Flatliners, Paint It Black, Screaming Females, Prince Daddy and the Hyena, Broadway Calls, Brendan Kelly, City of Caterpillar, You Got the Beat Down, Dog Party, Dollar Signs, Teens in Trouble, Lone Wolf, Ancient Teeth, Answering Machine, and many, many more. There are an ungodly amount of bands playing. And uh, yeah, it's like it's almost like Canadian Fest, like just this huge, huge festival of all the best, like, punk bands doing it right now like looks like a really good uh lineup i i cannot say oh and actually of all the other ones too maddie grace you know we're talking about earlier maddie grace will also be playing that i feel like i i knew i was forgetting one because i feel like she plays probably every year if not solo in cluttered or in another band so uh, yeah i mean of, of course maddie is uh playing pooza but uh, I wonder, actually, now now I have to look. I don't know if they are. Is talk show host playing this year? That was where uh, I believe talk show host. I don't believe they are playing this year. Or not yet, because I think this is the first uh, wave. So there's still some announcements coming. But, uh, yeah, I mean, insane amounts. That is, a, that is a great festival. That is one I would love to get. Just like, as I was calling it, Canadian Fest, I would like to go to American Fest, and I would like to go to Pooza Fest at some point. I, that is not one I can say I've been to. But uh, that would well worth being uh, be worth traveling to. I don't know how far Montreal is from me. I actually have to look into that. Toronto, I mean, I'm like, I mean, if you're not familiar with Jamestown, I mean, we're like, I'm like 90 minutes from Buffalo, so it's like, I'm right by the Canadian border. I mean, like hour and a half, I can be at the Peace Bridge. So, you know, like getting to like Toronto, Toronto's like I think two and a half, three hours from me. Like it's about as far as driving to like Pittsburgh, but like driving to Detroit takes longer than driving to Toronto would. So. I gotta look about. I gotta look about Montreal. I don't. I don't know if that's a uh, a doable one or not. But I would definitely like to go to Pooza Fest. And what? A, not a bad year at all. So who knows? Maybe I will. Actually, I have to look at the dates because I do think I'm going to uh, adjacent fest this year in New Jersey in May. Uh, I mean, a huge. There's two days. I'm gonna go to the second day, and I'm gonna forget a bunch of bands. But uh, that day, Blink, uh, Midtown, Coheed and Cambria. Oh man, who else? There's a, oh the starting line. I think there might be another drive-through band and uh, a couple others. Folly, great uh, New Jersey pop punk band, and uh, yeah, really, really a good. I'm forgetting a bunch of bands because honestly, it's well worth the drive. I mean, even just the bands I mentioned are great, but there's even more. Oh, Turnstile. I don't know. You gotta you gotta go look. It's a good. The first day is a good lineup too, but less of uh just for me personally less bands i need to see whereas day two it would uh well worth be the drive the whatever like seven eight hour drive to new jersey and it would be it would mark the second time i drove to new jersey to see midtown play so seems end in may also it's like around the same time so everything would be very very fitting there so i I feel like i just have to you know but uh, more news and some sad news. If you didn't see, John Worcester did leave Super Chunk, or at least kind of, kind of half left Super Chunk, I would say. But uh, in his press release, he put his famous shirt up on Instagram, and uh, underneath the post said, "After much soul searching, I've decided to fade back." From my role as director of percussive research at Super Chunk Industries, it's been a very productive 31 years, but my heart just isn't in it anymore. I'll most likely don the shirt on special occasions, but unless otherwise noted, my office will be occupied by a more than capable to-be-named do-pro, the immensely talented at LK Broiler. I uh, the, the, the uh, I wasn't able to click on that yet, so I don't know the name. Sorry, at LK Broilers, probably only their uh, you know Instagram handle, will be behind the kit one week from tonight at the Carolina Hurricanes Fan Fest in Raleigh, North Carolina. I wish nothing but the best for Mac, Jim, and Jason as they continue producing the high-quality live rock music you've come to know and love. It's been an honor serving you, and I'll rock your faces somewhere down the line. John Worcester, February 10th, 2023. I mean, that's a sad one. You know, that Super Chunk is one of those bands where, uh, you know, I know Laura Laura is in the band. She just doesn't really tour so much. But, you know, they're just one of those ones where that lineup is just kind of, you know, that's just kind of them. You know, you, you think of it as those four. I mean, I know Jason, you know, plays live and stuff. But, you know, you still think of Laura and Super Chunk. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, that that uh, was definitely unexpected. And he also, I don't think he meant to, but it was also the same day that uh, On the Mouth turned 30, the uh, Super Chunk record. So, I mean, even that, the fact they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of a record, you know. But, uh, I mean, that that's obviously very sad. He's a uh, he's an amazing drummer. I've gotten to see him. I saw Super Chunk live, and then I also, and I saw Bob Mould live. He was playing, also Jason, actually. Same uh, rhythm section. Bob Mould has, or had the uh, same rhythm section as a super chunk and uh yeah i mean he's just such a great drummer you know he'll definitely be missed in the band it is nice to see though i mean that does sound like even though he's not going to play a lot it'll probably be like laura where like i bet they'll do one-offs or hometown shows like if you're in north carolina you might have a better chance of seeing like you know the the four of them play but uh you know and i mean jason's great too but yeah i mean i would love to see i've never seen them play with laura so that would be really cool to uh see him play with her i mean her uh she, you know, it's funny. Either she kind of reminds me of like Patty from Dillinger Four, where their bass tone isn't anything that I would personally want to let. Like when I go, like I play bass, and like I don't, it's not really a tone I personally go for. But I really like the tone in the bands. Like I feel like they both have that gritty, you know, like distorted, you know, basically distorted bass, like high gain, a little distorted uh, bass, and like and a P bass. Both of them play P basses. But, uh, yeah, it's funny because, like, I really like their tones, but it's nothing I would ever... It's kind of like... I kind of feel that way when I listen to, like, the Smashing Pumpkins, where I'm like, I like... And I, I do own a Big Muff pedal, but, like, you know, I listen to it in, like, the guitar tones and stuff like that. It's like, I really like it, and it works for, like, you know, melancholy or whatever, but it's nothing I would, like, sit here and try to dial in for what I'm playing. It's definitely nothing I would ever, you know, I would have, uh, ever go for. I'd probably go more for a max guitar tone over Laura's uh, bass tone in, in terms of what I would do personally. But when I listen to super chunk, I fucking love her. Uh, you know I mean? That bass isn't like Detroit has a skyline. Like, I mean that opening, like so much of that is that beefy fucking low end bass. You know what I mean? So yeah, I hopefully, hopefully that means there'll be a chance. Cause I would still love to see the uh, four of them, you know, of uh, Mac, Jim, Laura, and uh, John, that would be really cool to see all four of them play together. You know, no, no, no shade to Jason. He's a great bass player and he was really good live too. I mean, good replacement for Laura, but still, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to see the four of them play, but, uh, you know, who knows when that'll be now, but hopefully somewhere, somewhere down the line, like, uh, John said, and, uh, one more piece of music news for you. This, uh, this one made me happy. This will clean our path. We'll end on a, on a high note. Cause it is a rad tour hitting Canada and the USA this summer. It is the dirty nil in Daniel Romano's outfit. I now I will be completely honest. I still have to listen to Daniel Romano's outfit. Never listen to him. But the Dirty Nil, I think you know if you listen to this show, I fucking love the Dirty Nil, which also probably means that uh the other band is great too. I mean, if they're torn with them, but I'm excited because they are playing Buffalo on July 14th at the Rec Room. It'll be my first time seeing them live somehow. I don't know how I've never they're one of the it's kind of like how I've never seen X live and they tour a lot. I mean, I feel like the Dirty Nil, I mean, a little less during COVID though. But, uh, yeah, I've somehow never seen him live, even though they're one of my favorite bands. And my buddy Zach uh, got to see him a couple years ago and has always told me just how good that show was. And, uh, I mean, every video I've seen, they're amazing live. So I'm really excited for that. And, uh, yeah, other other places, though, I will let if you're not in uh, the Buffalo area, don't worry. They're playing all around. You got dates in uh, Ferndale, Michigan, St. Paul, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Manitoba. That did rhyme, and I did that on purpose. <laughs> Vancouver, British Columbia. They'll be playing Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Arizona, El Paso, Houston, New Orleans, Atlanta, Syracuse, New York City, Hamden, Connecticut, Boston. They're uh, playing all around. If you live in the USA, if you live in Canada, go check it out. Speaking of Zach, he was bitching that there are no Midwest dates, but he's kind of lying. I mean, there's no Illinois. He lives in Illinois. They're not playing Illinois, but they are playing. I mean, Michigan and Minnesota are both considered Midwest. So I would say, are they playing a lot in the Midwest? No, but I would still say they're playing the Midwest. So they're kind of hitting all around. So if you live, if you live in Canada, actually, if you don't, if you live in Ontario, I don't think they're playing Ontario. But uh, yeah, if you if you live in Canada, or USA, check that out. I'm really excited for that tour. I fucking love the Dirty Nil, and I'm hoping that also means that we get a new album because Fuck Art has turned uh, two now. So I'm thinking this is the year we get a new Dirty Nil record. You know, they put that single out a little while back, and it was a good single. But uh, I need more. I love this band. Every time I listen to them, I go, "Holy shit!" Like. 
including like I like new music. Obviously, you know, I, I I try to highlight and stuff, but like you know, I do feel like I go back and you know, my favorites are like the replacements and the Ramones and like old you know bands who are no longer around, bands where like all the members are dead kind of thing, you know. But like you know, I think some of the best are those older bands. I'm not someone, yeah, I'm not someone who thinks like obviously. You know, I fucking hate that, like, oh, no one makes good music anymore. That's not true at all. But, I mean, a lot of my favorites are the older ones. But then I listen to someone like Dirty Nail, and I'm like, I'm so happy that, like, in real time I get to hear this stuff. You know, it's not me discovering Let It Be, you know, 30 years after it's been released or whatever. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I get to, you know, I love an album as much as I do, like, fuck art. And I get to remember buying it the day it came out kind of stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, I love them. I hope we get a new album from them soon. And I am uh, very much looking forward to that uh, tour. I was actually sad because, you know, I really, I I love that band. And if they were playing, that is a band that actually, and, and it takes a lot for me to do it these days. But, like, that is one where if they were also playing, like, Toronto and, like, Cleveland on that tour, I probably would hit Buffalo, Cleveland, Toronto. Like, I probably would hit, like, three dates. Um, even even those Michigan dates, I would have to look because Michigan's not, not as far as you would think from me. Because I think Detroit's, like, four hours so I don't entirely remember what Grand Rapids and Ferndale is, but those may be within like three hours. It's still a long fucking drive. You got to drive through Ohio, and that's a goddamn long drive. And I love, look at, if you're listening to Ohio, I enjoy your state. I go to Cleveland a good amount. I, I even just go, there's a Waffle House in Austinburg, Ohio, closest one to Jamestown, and more than once, I've won money at the casino in Erie and went fuck it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself and drive up to Waffle House because Waffle House is so goddamn good. But uh, yeah, I love Ohio's great. But driving at least the drive through Ohio, I think it might be on 70, and I maybe I don't know. I don't take the turnpike because I'm a cheap bastard. I probably should, but like the back, it's I guess it'd be like the back way. I don't I don't know what it would be. Um, off the top of my head, but it's one of the most boring drives. It's so long. Like when I drive cross country, like I will be like, I, I just, I dread it either driving through it or when I'm coming back home and I like, no, I have to drive through it. There's just something about it. A lot of it's really goddamn boring, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, I got to look those up cause if they're close enough, actually, maybe that, maybe I'll go to St. Paul. That's a good excuse to go visit my friends in Minneapolis and go see uh, the dirty nil in St. Paul in June. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for. I I have those I have those shows those two shows coming up in March. But really, I think uh, in the summertime there are quite a few shows that I I, I definitely have to be at, and uh, the Dirty Nil being one of them. I I, I miss going. You know, I, and it, really I didn't go to any shows really this month. We uh, the Arts on Fire Live, man. I get a I get a little private performance, which is really good from the Electric Kings this uh, month. Really good, like kind of surf rock, garage rock band. Uh, great local band here. But, um, which actually their singer might be coming on here because, uh, he got a start in eighties, like punk rock. And, uh, I started talking to him. I didn't know this about until after, like he like played with, uh, naked ray gun and screeching weasel. He owns a copy of the very first, he sent me pictures, the first, not even the first album, like the first demo tape he owns in like amazing, like clean condition. Like I couldn't believe it. So he, and his music's really good too. Certain Death, if you've never heard of him, you go look him up. He put a couple things online. I don't think there's a ton, but actually, if you were there back in the day, though, you might know him because they did play a lot and played with tons of people. So he might be on here sometime soon, talking uh, talking about that scene. He's a really good dude. So we'll see if we can't get that set up. I'm I'm talking to him right now, so we'll get that one figured out. But uh, that that would be very fun. But yeah, that is uh, that is going to be this episode of the February 2023 rundown of the Power Court Hour podcast. Again, my apologies for being so quiet this month. I mean, if you listen to the radio show, which, as I always say, you can stream from anywhere. You know that was new every week. So I mean, you know, even even if the podcast isn't on for a week, there is a good chance I still do the radio show because even if we don't have a guest, you know, I can still throw together a uh, bitchin' playlist. If you <laughs> pardon my French, a bitchin' playlist for uh, you know your Friday night, or if you're listening to the replay on Tuesdays, that's the other thing. Don't forget, we got that new replay. If you can't listen Friday nights eight to eleven Eastern, you can listen Tuesdays midnight to three a.m. And uh, you know if you're listening on the West Coast, that's nine to midnight. So uh, why not tune in and uh, check that out? But yeah, so again, new radio shows every Friday night, 8 to 11 Eastern on 107.9 WRFA. You can stream that station on WRFALP.com. And the replays Tuesday night, midnight to 3. And uh, again, that is different from here. I mean, same interviews, but I play a bunch of music, talk some shit, all that good stuff. But uh, more of a radio show format and really, really fun. That's the original. I've been doing that now for seven years. Just absolutely crazy. 
But uh, follow us online on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You'll find the Power Chord Hour there. Hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. I was just thinking about it. I have not had stickers. I Once again, bringing up Zach. Uh, I gave Zach the last couple stickers when we were in St. Louis to put them on a fucking, uh, I think, a light post. I can't remember. On something he shouldn't have been that I told <laughs> that I told him to do. Because <laughs> we were walking by. I can't remember. I think it was a light post. I mean, it really... It wasn't anything terrible, but I mean, it was kind of like I was a bad influence. I'm like, come on, dude, like go fucking put that on there. Come on, like go do that, dude. Come on, like go put that over there. Go put that over there. I'm bad influence, you know. But uh, yeah, we use those up in uh, St. Louis, so I gotta, I gotta get some more Power Chord Hour stickers. I don't have those, but I mean, if you ever just wanna, I don't know, tell me good show, tell me bad show, whatever, fuck off. Uh, PowerChordHourGmail.com or just uh, message me on uh, social media. And uh, what else? Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you like what you're listening to, I mean, I really make nothing on this thing. It is a labor of love. I may work in radio, but I Power Chord Hour, I do not get paid for. So if you enjoy this and you would like to contribute to the show, and uh, and it's not going to my pocket, because trust me, unless, unless there's a huge influx and uh, people start really sending money, it's going to go to uh, server costs and all that. I'm actually probably buying more stickers too. So uh, in the podcast notes below, uh, there is the uh, link to my PayPal and Cash App. If you'd like to donate a couple bucks, whatever you donate, I really appreciate it. We don't have a we don't have a Patreon or anything. So you know, if if you want to send me a dollar one time, that's cool. Like, there's really no uh, like like honestly, like sincerely, like I appreciate that. Like you know, send a buck once, that's cool. Like um, I would be more stoked on it than you would even know. But uh, yeah, I think I'm done. Uh, I think I'm done begging for money. Definitely tune back in next week. It'll be much better than my stupid ramblings. I will be talking to Brian Brandon, the legend, the skate punk legend of JFA, a.k.a. Jody Foster's Army. They have been at it since 1981. So we talked about a ton. They'll be on the next episode. Make sure you tune in. But until then, for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.